Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on danaglinsmith.com and warn-usa.com. Warren Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. This is from the WIBR Warren Radio on America and Christianity. We are called to live for Christ and to be a light in a dying world. Nevertheless, as believers, we can stand for truth against those whose godlessness and hatred have pushed this nation past the brink of lawlessness and division right into the apocalypse for this country. Do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows featured on both warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Featured on danaglinsmith.com, Past Prophetic Eclipse Warned America, Christian Truth and Warrior Faith, Islam and the Antichrist Jesus, Mother of Harlots and the Beast, featured on warn-usa.com, Ransomed, Redeemed, Returned, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 91 on Battle Lines, Apostle to the Gentiles, Book of Romans, Part 21, Antichrist, Gospel War, Classic Warn Radio, Faithful Endurance, Freedom, Religion, Deliverance Redeemed, and the Moses Series Man of God. And don't miss these Warren Radio radio episodes from November 29th through December 1st. The Wednesday Advocacy, November 29th. Trial of Faith, Righteous Truth, Prayer, Hope, Freedom, Christian Persecution. Thursday's Battle Lines, November 30th, Judgment and Justice, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 198. Friday, Sound the Shofar, December 1st, Kingdom War and the Coming Word Was God, Part 13. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk. Dark forces are plotting to bring this country into the globalist new order. Hidden within the storyline of the rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy by going to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play, Angus and Robertson, and many more. The rising ebook can be found on Google Play. And you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com and while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now, I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here on this Thursday in December. Yeah. You you wouldn't know it was December. The weather's been beautiful. It was near 50 or over today. It was amazing. Yeah, that's... I even had the air conditioner running at work. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. December? Yeah. Middle of December now. Well, tomorrow's the 15th, so we're halfway through December already. Yep. So, you know, it just, time flies by for Tower and I. I think for everybody, which I'm okay with that because it's just one day closer to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as the day gets wickeder and wickeder, the more we look forward to that. Yeah, we definitely... (laughs) Look forward to the coming of the Lord. And today we're... But we have work to do. Yeah, we do. Before he comes back. Yep. We're in the... We're marching towards chapter 66. We're on chapter 60. So we're going to get there. Are you ready? Yeah. City of the Lord brings us to part 199 of Isaiah's prophetic book. In these verses, we find important prophecies and a glimpse into the end of days. Here, the melting of the prophecies of of Israel and of the new Jerusalem, along with God's calling of the Gentiles, through the atonement of the Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ, come together. Hope thou in God, even in our Lord and Savior. And now back to you. I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, we're in verse 12. For the nation and kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish. Yea, those nations shall be utterly wasted. And I I can tell you right now, we could sit down and write out a list of the nations. We could tell you whether they're serving God or not. For the most part, the nations of men do not serve God. But the people, there are people that serve God in those. And scripture tells us the nations of those that are saved. In other words, the people that are in those nations that are saved. And it says, they shall bring the glory into the kingdom of God, into the new Jerusalem. In verse 12, for the nation kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish Yea, those nations shall be utterly, utterly wasted. Now, we we know what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. We know, know what happened to <coughs> Nineveh as well. Nineveh repented and they escaped judgment. But then they forgot 70 years later. And the prophet Nahum warmed them and they ended up being destroyed. And then you have Babylon... And, of course, they were a powerful nation. They're the ones that carried Israel into captivity. Uh, It was Sennacherib's dad that actually took the northern tribes. And it was Sennacherib who tried to take uh, Judah and failed. But it ended up being Babylon that ended up uh, uh, conquering uh, Jerusalem and carried them away captive to Babylon for 70 years. So we do have, you know, an example here. And the problem you you get, you're in a world today, and it's run literally by globalists, and the technology that man has developed also gives access to this greater ideals that they have. And so they're planning on controlling the planet and making everybody do what they say, uh, and they're going to have access to your 
bank account, so they'll cut off your money because you know that without money, man can't live. You know, uh, and then, of course, you look at uh, the Old West, where many a cowboy never had much money, and he made money on cattle drives and various other things. But today, we we are very, very well entrenched in money, and so those in power, that's what they want to do. But they're not going to serve God. They're going to serve themselves. So we're we're going to be up front in these end of days. And, and Isaiah 60 and verse 12 is talking about the judgment on those nations. And then, of course, by the time we get into the Great Tribulation, there will be the judgment on those nations. And it says, those nations shall be utterly, utterly wasted, that they will perish. And, uh, and the whole idea behind, you know, the kingdom that will not, the nation and kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish, is that there's no nation on earth that's going to flourish that does not obey the law of God or where the worship of the true God is not maintained. Well, <laughs> you know, when we look at Isaiah, that is the bottom line. But guess what? That's not what the world thinks at all. They would consider this foolishness. But, uh, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, covering Isaiah. We don't consider it foolish at all. Now, when you get into Revelation 2, and we look at the church of Thyatira, it's interesting. And uh, let me see. Let's start at uh, verse 18, and we're going to go to 29. And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These saith the Son of God, who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. You know how they get like fine brass? Because they've been in the fire. And he is, he is a flame, you know, our God. You know, you nobody could see the Father. Nobody when when the Lord came, uh, nobody had ever seen the Father, but the Son knew the Father. And by the time he got done trying to talk to the Jews, you know they they wanted to kill him. And it says, "I know thy works, charity and service and faith, and thy patience and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. So their patience and works." is actually more than what their um, charity and service and faith is. Or love. Service would be devotion and what you do in the name of the Lord. And faith. Faith is a big part of it. Because in Revelation 12.11, it tells us we overcame, past tense, by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love not our lives unto the death. And if you're going to love not your life unto a death, that requires faith in a great power who is going to resurrect you from the death that you uh, that you ended up enduring because of your charity, your love, and your service to the Lord. So that's verse 19. Now 20 says, I have a few things against thee. Because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Now see, this particularly is, is very relevant today in America. Because especially today, you know, I think it happened yesterday when we first know it. I think it was in Iowa uh, um, it, it was in one of those. Uh, it was in a state uh, just recently. And uh, uh, someone had put in a statue of Baphomet and dressed him all up, you know. And, and of course, this was a satanic group because now, you know, uh, Satan has to have a religion in America too because remember, this is a country that has freedom of religion. 
Well, I got to tell you, excuse me, when I was being raised, it was the Christian religion and Christian faith where we, uh, it, you know, had the faith. And you had a few offshoots like Mormonism and uh, you had Catholicism, but uh, the basics were uh, of Christ. And uh, if, if you were to have someone put up a Baphomet in our hometown, that would have been hard to do because people would have probably uh, done something to the person. But at any rate, so we had, and what happened was this Baphomet got beheaded. And it, it, there was a, a, a man that was a veteran, and he, he wasn't a veteran. You know, I mean, he's a veteran you know, past tense. And uh, he cut the head off of Baphomet and uh, did some other things to it and covered it up. And uh, so it wasn't able to stand there. Uh, but see, if you follow Israel uh, back a long time ago, uh, you know, there was a time when Israel lost the the ark you know they would take that into battle but they weren't exactly where they needed to be and they took the ark and they lost the battle and uh, uh, another country got the ark and they set it in there next to their god and the next morning they found their god destroyed overthrown and such and so they put it in a wagon and they couldn't even carry it that'd be very careful they put it in a wagon with a couple of, uh, of animals pulling it and they just wanted it to get out of their country because it had caused them grievous uh, issues. And God was showing them that he was a different God. You didn't mess with his stuff. Well, today we mess with everything. We blaspheme God. We know that's going to go on because of Paul covering it in in Second Thessalonians 2 and so and it says and I gave her space to repent of her fornication repented not now see today we have a lot of this going on we have a lot of Jezebels and we're both men and women we have prophetess and prophets all over the place and we have a number that actually seduce the servants of God to commit fornication and uh, that's not necessarily a, a sexual uh, connotation with other people, but it can very well be, especially if you consider the church uh, that is married to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you know, you're committing fornication because you are not with your, you know, serving your God and your master and the one to whom you've been wed to. Uh, so uh, fornication spiritual sense which God are you serving and he says I gave her space to repent and she didn't do it and he says I'll cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation except they repent and I'll kill her children with death and all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and hearts and I'll give unto every one of you according to your works now, I'm telling you folks today this is exactly something you better pay attention to because it says, I'll cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation. Guess what? The great tribulation is coming. Except they repent of their deeds. Well, right today, we've got woke people. we got everything else. We, we don't fear God. We don't care about God. And I'll kill her children with death. Those who, who become her child, you know, who follow her and worship her and do all the rest of that stuff. Uh, those who follow her, he's going to kill them with death. Now, see, not only is it a physical death, but it's a spiritual death as well. But the other thing that it'll do, all the churches will know. This is happening in the churches. This ain't happening out in the field somewhere. This is in the churches. That's where Jezebel was. And I maintain today that Jezebel has been in the churches a long time. But the one thing that I want to point out here is not just all this other stuff here but here it says but unto you I say now listen carefully 
and the rest and unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine. This doctrine is damnable. God dislikes it. He's going to kill people, you know, in tribulation. They're going to find death. But he says, as many as have not this doctrine. Now, see, you're in the church. You're in Thyatira. But you do not hold to what these other people in the church hold to. And, and see, they've known the depths of Satan, which is exactly what the Baphomet is. And, you know, the people he's talking to now, they don't know the depths of Satan. See, you don't want to know the depths of Satan. Satan will try to get you pulled in to know all the secret treasures, but you better stay away from all this stuff because it's going to mean death. And, and he says, you know, if you don't have this doctrine and you haven't known the depths of Satan, I'm going to put on you no other burden but that which you already have but that which you have already hold fast till I come in other words stay where you're at trusting in the Lord don't get involved in this other stuff don't get interested in the things of the devil don't follow that kind of witchcraft you can rebuke it you can fast and pray and overcome it but you're not to join or envy it or anything else and you will live and you will be redeemed. And that's the best part of this whole thing in Thyatira, is that not that the Jezebel's there, but that the penalty upon her, and also in the middle of this church that has this going on, which is so damnable, God is saying, if you haven't done this, hold fast till you come, because I'm coming back and I'm going to reward you. And he says, hold fast. And he says, he that overcomes and keeps my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron as vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I have received of my father. And I'll give him the morning star. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Do you hear that? That's power over the nations. When Christ comes, you're going to get power over the nations. Believe me, there is a difference. And don't let these people here, with all their wokeness, and this nation, which is led by humble Biden, which don't know where he's going, who, who doesn't know what to do about a border being overrun, we, ha we find that they're violating our sanctity of space here. They're violating our innocence by bringing all this to pass and forcing it on us. And they're doing so many things here. They're taking away your security. They're also plotting to bring a new world order in. And that'll uh, take care of the way that you buy food and live and exist. So what this means is you're going to have to shuck the world. You're going to have to seek the Lord like never before. You're going to have to have some creative miracles here in order for you to live, in order for you to live and exist. This is what this means. They're taking it from you. And you're only going to have one source. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And you're going to have to stop playing games in church. You're going to have to stand up and understand what's required of you. You're going to have to understand that you need to pray in the miracles. Man, in the old churches, you know, there's a lot of the old churches in early America. You had to pray stuff in. You had to believe God for it. But see, today, we've had so much wealth transfer. We've had so many jobs, you know, just so many blessings. And people have fallen away, and they've learned to get, get along without God. So they're going their own way now, and you're going to regret it. Every, everything, you're going to regret. You better turn back to the Lord. One thing it says, the Lord says in Luke 19, 27, when we're talking about you're going to regret, what does he say? 
But those my enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring them hither and slay them before me. Now that's in a parable. But you get the drift. Now that's going to happen. Because if you don't keep his word, if you don't walk in his ways, if you haven't been born again of his spirit and haven't repented, and you don't want to walk in his ways, when he comes back, he will slay you. You will die. Your spirit will live on in the lake of fire. Now see, there's another little thing I included in here concerning the children of Israel. Jesus said unto them, this is Matthew 21, 42 through 46. Did you ever read in the scripture, the stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner? This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Now, Yahshua is the stone. The builders is Israel. And literally, they were the Jews and the Pharisees and the chief priests in Jerusalem at the time when our Lord showed up. And they rejected him. He was the stone. And believe you me, as that stone, well, we'll get to that. Therefore I say unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you. He's telling that to the Jews. And given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it'll grind him to powder. That's because... It's the Lord's way. You know. <laughs> You're not going to mess. With the true and living God. And so at any rate. When the chief priests and Pharisees had heard his parables. They perceived that he spake of them. And when they sought to lay hands on him. They feared the multitude. Because they took him for a prophet. So they couldn't touch him. Now in the last day, this is a big prophecy of the end times. Zechariah 12, 2-3 Behold, I'll make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about, and they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day I'll make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden, them is, burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. Now see, this tells you that Israel over there is going to be a burdensome stone. Jerusalem. It's going to be completely surrounded one day. So this little thing that's happening between them and Hamas, this is just a precursor to what's coming. Israel is going to have a lot of enemies. So will Christians. Now, if you get down in Zechariah 14, and, you know, I don't think I'll read this, but this is a good one. I'll read the first verse. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand on their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and the tongue shall consume away in their mouth. Now listen to me. There are people, and I agree with them, when you read this, this resembles what happens when you have a nuclear bomb hit and people are standing there. That bomb will literally blur, burn the flesh right off of their bodies. And they will stand there as a whitened skeleton and fall to the ground. Their eyes will consume away in their sockets and their holes and their tongues will consume away in their mouth. But see, that's what a lot of people feel. And that's really what it looks like. But I'm telling you what it is and what it, what it really is. When the Lord comes back to fight, when he comes back and he appears and the earth sees him, he's coming in like the lightning that appears in the east and goes to the west. Every eye shall see him. Every eye. He's not going to come out of out of the nations unknown. He's not going to come on a spaceship. You know. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be in the sky. 
And when his enemies see him, this is what will happen. He will give the word. He has a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth, which is a spiritual look at where, you know, the weapon is. <laughs> he just say, says the word. So, and when he comes and Jerusalem's surrounded, it's not going to, it, it, it will not affect the Jews there. Not at all. It'll affect the armies that are there. And they will instantly, in their uniforms, everything, they will dissolve. Because the Lord will send them that plague. And that plague is a plague of his presence and holiness, which will not put up with sin and rebellion. So at any rate, Zechariah 14, I recommend you read the whole thing several times because it'll, it talks about having tabernacles. Uh, it talks about the nations that are left from the tribulation are going to come up because not everybody's going to die. You might think so, but that doesn't fit uh, the prophets. You know, th there is going to be the rule of the greater son of David, which is what Yahshua is, Jesus. And he's going to rule and reign to fulfill the promises given to David. That he, there shall always be someone from the house of David that will be ruling. Now let's go to Isaiah 60. Now remember we're talking about the will of the Lord. And see this is Isaiah 60. So we're, we're closing up the entire book looking at some of these things as we go. The glory of Lebanon shall come unto thee, the fir tree, the pine tree, the box together, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I'll make the place of my feet glorious. And of course here, and we're talking about during the time of Israel, the temple was regarded as a sacred dwelling place of God. Like when you would have the various things that they do. The Ark of the Covenant contained the presence of God. And they would take it into battle with them. Well see today we're, we're in the fulfillment of the law. That's what Yahshua brought, the fulfillment. In, in every place in his temple, and you know, it talks a lot about where God rests his feet, and it shows you how big he is, you know how the you know you can't contain God he's omnipresence he is everywhere so every place in the temple everywhere he rested his feet when he would sit on the throne would be filled with the magnificence and glory now see, if you can see Yahshua coming back, sitting on a throne of the throne of David, there would be glory there. So there's a lot of things yet to come. The nations think they can rule themselves. They're not going to. They are rebellious. God commanded all men everywhere to repent. They don't do it. And they are following false gods, false leaders. Many people are deceived. And there's a lot of people also getting saved. But see, it says here, and this talks about, you know, when we look at Israel, and we, we look at the coming of the ki kingdom of the Lord, everything's going to be glorious. 
Now, see, Lebanon doesn't have much glory. Excuse me, glory. But see, Solomon, when he built the temple, he got all the materials he needed from surrounding nations. And they built a magnificent temple. But see, that is just a shadow of what is going to be here when Christ comes back. And it's hard to imagine this, but the fulfillment here is what this is showing you. It shows you that Israel is on a path and it's and it's laid out and that Israel has already gone into judgment. They've come back and God has restored them, whether you like it or not. And many of them, there's a lot of them that haven't been born again. But yet, Paul said, all of Israel shall be saved. And there will be a time, and you can find it in the prophets, where the Lord does come back and he pours out a spirit of grace and they recognize him for who he is and they will see the marks also on his hand and the one thing here see and this is verse uh, 13 and of course, this is talking about the glory of Lebanon, the fir tree, the pine tree, the box tree to beautify the place of my sanctuary. Well, see, the one thing about God is his creation. And all of this here puts in the promises of Israel with God's creation becoming part of that gloriousness, you know, in his dwelling place. But see... He is going to have a throne here. And this will be after the thousand year millennial reign of Christ. There will be the heavenly temple come down. Now see, Israel figures some of this in their prophecy a little bit different. But see, the New Testament brought to a close to sum up what's going to happen in the latter time. See, because God was going to save people. He was going to deliver people because he wants to have this gloriousness and all these people redeemed instead of lost. So this is about restoration. This is about glory. Now see, this is where, where you find a lot of this Psalm 99, 5. Exalt ye the Lord our God and worship as his footstool, for he is holy. Psalm 132, 7. We will go into his tabernacle and we will worship at his footstool. Lamentations 2, 1. How has the Lord covered the daughter of Zion with a cloud in his anger and cast down from heaven and unto the earth the beauty of Israel and remembered not his footstool in the day of his anger? First Corinth, uh, uh, Chronicles 28.2 Then David the king stood up upon his feet and said, Hear me, my brethren and my people. As for me, I had in my heart to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord and for the footstool of our God, and has made ready the building. Uh, 66, 1 through 4, we're just going to read verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build unto me, and where is the place of my rest? Now this actually, I ought to read the rest of it. The next verse, for all those things has my hand made and all those things have been saith the Lord but to this man will I look even to him that is born of contrite and trembles at my words See, he's, he's already moving this into where he's going to go 
because he's concerned about the heart of men and women and children. It's not about the straight law. For the law, as Paul says, is summed up by love. And see, he goes through and describes those who were doing the law and things. He that killeth an ox as if he slew a man. He that sacrificed a lamb as if he cut off a dog's neck. He that offereth an oblation as if he offered swine's blood. He that burneth incense as, as if he blessed an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abominations. And, and Judah did get into that, see. And what he's saying is that you've got to be holy. And, you know, like the <laughs> when we talk about this, uh, first uh, we get into First John 1. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ the Son will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We are to walk in the light as Christ walked in the light. Now, see... It, Judah didn't do that. They were doing all the sacrifices, but they were still doing wickedly. And there was a time when they were even putting their children through the fire. But the last one is one I quote a lot. I will choose their delusions. I will bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear. But they did evil before my eyes and chose that which I delighted not. Now see, we're in the latter end of Isaiah. We've already gone through the part where they were wicked and evil. And they did all this thing, as we mentioned in verse 3. See, they did all that. That's what Judah was doing. But they're summing it up in this verse 66, and it, and it just tells you, I'm going to choose your delusions and bring your fears upon you, because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear. But they did evil before my eyes. Okay, America. God brought you to a land. He gave you America. And America's been blessed. Many generations grew up here. And they knew the Lord. They knew this redemption through Yahshua, Jesus Christ. And they fell away. Fell away. And they lost their sight. Even today they've lost their sight. As far as where they're going. And we've got so much wickedness. So much stuff that's pouring out. So this is where God is saying, I'm, I chose your delusions and I'll bring your own fears upon you because I have called to you and you did not answer. I even spake to you. I spoke to you. I told you clearly. I sent prophets to you and you did not hear. You refused and you continued to do evil things before my eyes and you said those were good. You continue to choose those things in which I delighted not. So now you have judgment. God would further say, therefore forsake your ways. It's kind of interesting when you look at America, see the condition it's in. Now in Isaiah 60, 14, it says, The sons also of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto thee, and all they that despise thee shall bow themselves down at the soles of thy feet, and they shall call thee the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Now see, this is what many, many Jews are waiting for. Right now they don't have it. But it's only going to come through Yahshua their Messiah it isn't going to come any other way and I'll tell you when he comes back to rule and reign there will be Gentile nations that will still be here not everybody's gone and you better believe it that there will be many of them will come bending down when they come to Jerusalem with the Son of God who is now the Messiah who is the king of kings when he shows up. When he shows up, he's also the almighty. He says so in Revelation 1. 
the sons of them that afflicted thee. Well, with Israel, everybody's afflicted her. The Jews were afflicted by Germany. They were afflicted by just about everybody on earth at one time or another. They're in the land now, and they got afflicted not too long ago by Hamas. And what happened? The entire world raised up in protest against Israel, knowing that Hamas butchered kids, women, babies, and men. Unprovoked attack. So there's going to be a comeuppance. There's going to come a time. There's also in the time of judgment. You'd better remember this. Because there's going to be a cloud of witnesses on the day of judgment. And they'll be waiting for the Lord. Just like it says of those who had been killed. Their heads were cut off. And they're under the throne. They said, how long are you going to wait, Lord, before you avenge our blood? Well, it's coming. They're going to stand before God. Actually, they're going to bow and tremble. They'll be on on their faces. Some of them may even try to talk. But there are witnesses. And they will know what they do. It even says, you know, when we talk about the beast and his judgment... They shall say, is this the man who made the earth to tremble? Because by the time God takes the beast and brings him down, there's nothing left. The dark spirit within him is gone, and he's just a sack of bones. And they look at him and say, are you the one that brought such terror to the world see so all this is what this is this is comeuppance I mean this is you know those that afflicted you are going to come and it's not just for Jews but this one right here these things are referencing you know they a lot of these things reference Israel but they also have a prophetic tone and truth to them for the future Now, Kylan DeLee says this, the persecutors of the church, and they do call this the church, and they consider even Israel with their temple as the church, because this is in the future time. The persecutors of the church, both in work and word, are now no more. Their children fell them, uh, and their children fell themselves disarmed. They are seized with shame and repentance, and when they see the church which was formerly tormented and despised, so highly exalted. And that's exactly, that's exactly what they're going to do. Uh, Revelation 3, 9, this is one of the churches. And uh, this is what it says there. Behold, I'll make them of the synagogue of, synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I'll make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. In other words, these people that are so brazen in their attacks, there's going to be a day that there's going to be that reward. Whatever you do, whatever you do, you're going to be rewarded for. And see, you were in glory when you were prosecuting others. You were in glory when you were castigating Israel. You were in glory when you were killing Christians and martyring people and butchering everybody. Well, see, think of this at the end of days, verse 23 of Isaiah 49. And kings shall be thy nursing fathers, and their queens thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth, and lick up the dust of thy feet, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. That wait for me.
Isaiah 2 says this. We covered this a long time ago. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and it will, because Yahshua is going to rule and reign from Zion, from Jerusalem. And there's people that absolutely hate that. When you talk about Zion, that's like cussing the worst word they have ever heard. They absolutely hate the thought that there's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that there is a Savior known as Yahshua, Jesus Christ, who came and fulfilled the law, that this same Jesus, Yahshua, is the Almighty in Revelation 1. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the beginning and the end. See, this is where we're going, and the Father will be with with us, too, in the end, when it's all said and done, when all the enemies are cast down. He will take the keys of all, and he'll give it back to his Father. so that everything will be all in all within the Father. Because Jesus, Yahshua, didn't come to overthrow the Father. He came out of love, following what the Father had told him. Out of love to win people. The enemy is dead. One day they will be. There's not going to be enemies. Isaiah 26, 12 through 14. Lord, thou wilt ordain peace for us, for thou also hast wrought all of our works in us. O Lord our God, other lords besides thee have had dominion over us. Now there's that that's true. It was true for Israel, but it's also true for Christians. We have Christians in North Korea. We have Christians in China, we have Christians in uh, strict uh, Muslim nations like Iran. They're all over the world. And see, uh, and, and other lords besides thee have had dominion over us. See, they live in slavery. But by thee only will we make mention of thy name. They are dead and they shall not live. They are deceased. They shall not rise. Therefore, Hast thou visited them and destroyed them and made all their memory to perish? Now this is what happens. I mean, these are good reminders. Lamentations 5, 7 through 15. I'm not going to read all this, but it it's those that hated us, treated us as nothing, and now these are dead. Verse 7 says what happened. Our fathers have sinned, and are not, and we have borne their iniquities. Servants, therefore, have ruled over us, and there is none that doth deliver us out of their hand. We get our bread with the peril of our lives because of the sword of the wilderness. And it goes on describing it, talking about how they ravished the women in Zion and the maids in the cities of Judah. What did these Hamas do to the women there in Israel? Princes are hanged up by their hand. The faces of elders were not honored. See, you know, we think this is new. This is lamentations. This is written after what happened to Judah because they would not listen. Now, see, if God sent the children of Israel and the northern tribes both into judgment because they wouldn't listen and they wouldn't repent. What do you think God's going to do to America that had the gospel, that knew the Lord, that understood the things of prophecy and the things of scripture? What do you think God is going to do with the nation that blasphemes his name, that aborts his kids, that kills the innocent? and murders and has blood guilt on their hands I can tell you what's going to happen if God does not send America 
into a judgment and an overthrow like he did to Judah, he will have to apologize to Judah. And what do you think's going on now? Everything that we knew is being tossed upside down. But there's one thing I got to tell you in Isaiah 1, Isaiah 3, I think that's where it's at. He says to Isaiah, tell the righteous it shall be well with him. Tell the wicked it shall be ill with him, for he shall eat the fruit of his doings. You see, the wicked are wicked, and they're going to eat the fruit of their doings, which is wickedness. The righteous are righteous. They have righteous deeds. So even in the midst of judgment, it will go well with them. Remember that. God is judging America and the nations. Now see, we've been judged by our sins when we repented and followed the Lord. But we're still warned that these are the times when everything, you could get killed and die. And while we're just about down to Isaiah uh, verse 15. So a lot of this stuff that we're looking at, we're closing out, coming to the end of the book with important things to remind us. Father, thank you for this word. Bless this word to the hearts of all those who hear this. Bless them, draw them to yourself, and save them. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness, from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower, we got a little bit. We got about a couple of minutes. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us whenever you do. This will be the last broadcast for this year, and we will... Start up again January 1st. We'll have a special show on the 1st of January, welcoming in the new year. And I hope you join us. And we, I want you to know that we love you. We appreciate each and every one of you. We love hearing from you. And please keep writing. If you have any special prayer needs, send them to us through our website on warn-usa.com. And we pray that you will be blessed during these holidays. May you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May the new year be the best year ever for you in 2024. We pray for your safety and draw close to the Lord. We love you all. Thank you for all that you do for the Lord and all that you've done and thank you for your prayers and remember to pray for your brethren around the world and we pray for you may God richly bless you good night everyone don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com danaglinsmith.com now the websites will be both fully functional we will have items that are uh, going to be featured all the time we have uh, new posts and various things, so you can still go to the websites and you can uh, get in on the Word of God and everything. So have a joyous holiday season and have a joyous next year. <laughs> it's going to be some trouble, but we'll make it in Jesus' name. Good night. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Every day, we rise, 
challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.